Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. People are still cleaning up, obviously, from the storms last week, and there is another pending storm coming through here tonight or today. I don't know the details, but Todd Jacobian does, and he's a professional meteorologist. That's why we bring him on to fill us in. Uh, Todd, welcome. Appreciate you coming on. How are you today? I'm hanging in there. How are you guys doing? We're doing okay, all things considered. Uh, trying to spread the word on how people can help and trying to organize something where we can help a little bit as well. Um, there are a lot of easy ways to do that, and one of the easy ways you can help is by using your expertise to keep people safe, as you guys did last week. Commendable work. Uh, enjoyed well, shouldn't say enjoyed it, but I certainly appreciated watching you guys um, kind of keep us up to date with where the storm was headed and how it was going. But what is the uh, latest on the pending storm today or overnight into tomorrow? Uh, first thing, have a way to get warnings uh, tonight because it's going to happen during the overnight hours for some of us. Mm-hmm. And um, make sure if you know anybody that's still without electricity that hasn't been able to watch the news, weather, or whatever, Please make sure they know that storms are possible tonight. Uh, the other thing, the storms itself, I think they're going to form uh, this evening, probably after sunset, around sunset, or a little after sunset. But right now, and while this can absolutely change, Justin, I think that the primed area for storm development will be western, northwestern, and north central Arkansas, right on the fringe of our viewing uh, so if you if you're uh, you know think about a state map of Arkansas, I would talk I'd think about the areas from Mena up towards um, Sharp County, uh, Fulton County, Salem, and that area northwest of that line tonight. So northwestern Arkansas, western northwestern north central Arkansas. That's the first, and I think that would be one, two, maybe three big thunderstorms that could be severe. Then we'll get a line of storms or a broken line of storms, I think tomorrow morning after 3 a.m. That will move from west to east and will be in the metro probably between 5 and 7 a.m. So that's not prime time for severe weather. You don't have a whole lot of, you'll, you will have instability, but it could be worse during the heat of the day. So those storms will have to be watched for a severe threat with that as well. But uh, the, the, the thing about today, uh, is that the atmosphere is what we call capped. There's a lid on the atmosphere from thunderstorms exploding. We think that part of that may be eroded in those areas I told you about earlier, north and west, but it could happen even further towards the east. So it's all dependent upon if that if there's a warm layer of air loss. If that goes away, then thunderstorms explode. If it holds strong, thunderstorms do not explode. But we think two or three could get going in those areas I outlined do you feel like central Arkansas will get rain this evening? I think central Arkansas's best chance for rain will be tomorrow morning, probably uh, after 5, 5 a.m. to 7 or 8 a.m. in that time period. I think central Arkansas's best chance. But if we get a thunderstorm here this evening, you know, then we get the rain. But And I, like I said, I'm, I'm telling you about that area in western and northern Arkansas for tonight. It could easily be further east. Don't discount it further towards the east, but those are the areas that we're really, you know, I think we have the greatest confidence of, of a couple of severe thunderstorms. And when you say further towards the east, you mean more towards the central? Yeah, right. Further, right. Central Arkansas. Right. Gotcha. East of that area from Mena up towards uh, Fulton County. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, as we look back over what happened last week, Todd, just, you know, as you've gotten a little more data and, you know, again, none of this really matters in the big scheme of things. People are dealing with what they're dealing with and suffered the way they suffered. And obviously there was some loss of life and it was a horrific thing. But just to try to put it in perspective historically, I mean, what what's some of the data indicating comparatively to some of the things we've seen in the past? Well, this was a strong end EF3 tornado. It was right on the cusp of becoming a four. Now, we it's very common for Arkansas. Most of our tornadoes are zeros and ones and twos. Uh, no further up you get in the scale, obviously, the, the, uh, the more rare they become. Uh, Arkansas has not had a five, knock on wood, in almost 100 years. Uh, so fours, very rare. We, I think we've had maybe close to 30 of them since 1950. This was almost a four. As far as Little Rock is concerned, uh, the area just to the south and east of the path by just a mile or two had um, EF1 and EF2 tornado um, April 3rd. It was yesterday was the 10 year anniversary or 15 year anniversary of that April 3rd, 2008 at Leewood. Mm-hmm. So that was a weaker tornado. Uh, I think you've got to go back, and I think it was what, what 90, was it 97 or 99 that. Uh, 99, yeah. Uh, 99, yeah, that the areas near downtown were hit. Mm-hmm. And I think that was an even stronger tornado. That was a stronger tornado. Yeah. Um, and as far as it staying on the ground, that was something we've talked about too, with it with it kind of following that path for as long as it did without, you know, and it's, I don't know, I'm just, from my experience or my memory, I guess, or talking to people about it, you know, sometimes it would come up and down. Um, to stay on the ground that long for that, lo- mm-hmm. that wide of a swath, that long of a swath, is that out of the ordinary? No, it's not. Okay. 30 miles on the ground, that'll happen in situations. Now, Again, typically in Arkansas, they're not on the ground that long, but some are. It's not unusual. Uh, it happens, but the majority of them are not on the ground that long. Hmm. Todd, we uh, had a guy write in. Uh, there was a sign from the Pulaski County Title Building here in on Cantrell. Mm-hmm. He found it, part of that sign, at his house in his yard, thirty miles away in Ward. How does that? Right. What is the weather phenomenon with that? Where is that? How did that sign get that far away? But if you look at the video that was shot of that storm, uh, of that tornado, you see how everything's, all, all the debris and everything is getting drawn into that circulation, into that actual funnel, that the tornado, and it gets ingested into that and thrown up into the atmosphere. And it can get thrown up 10, 20,000 feet easily, that wow. high up into the atmosphere. And it gets ingested into that storm, so it's hung up in that storm. And so as that storm travels towards the east, it will throw it out. It just, you know, deposits all the debris. And that's how that happened. Um, there was stuff I know from, I can't pre- pronounce the name of the apartments at the bottom of Napa Valley, C-A-I-L. How do you pronounce those apartments? I, you know what I'm talking about? No. I can't, I can't pronounce it, but there's an apartment complex down there at the bottom of Napa Valley in West Little Rock. There was debris found in Searcy from there. Um, when I was in Walnut Valley Sunday, uh, lady came up to me and told me she found a wallet with $4,000 in the wallet. And she said she went and she looked at the driver's license, and it was from just south of Chenal Parkway is where the, the purse was, and that's where it was sucked out, sucked into the tornado. Mm. And $4,000 was that she had just, this person had just uh, gotten cash from their tax refund. Mm. <laughs> had it in their wallet, and this person... Could have easily taken the money. Mm-hmm. No, found the person, gave it back. That's the generosity. That's that's a 
That's Arkansas. Wow. Right there. That that might be the most compelling story I've yeah. heard yet of people helping people. I mean, all this right. other stuff has been great and people stepping up and helping take trees down and things like that. But, boy, that's a, that's a very honest person right there. Do, do you very have honest. this person's name? Did you guys talk to them? Uh, I I can't remember off the top of my head. I'll find out if yeah. you want. Well, I, somebody needs to be doing I want to see a story mm-hmm. on that. I mean, I don't know what percentage of Americans would, would uh, make sure to find that person. It would be easy to to keep that, but that's a very commendable thing. That's good to hear. That makes me makes me feel good. Um, Justin, there were more people from church groups on Sunday than tornado victims. Hmm. Church was the church was not in a building on Sunday in central Arkansas. It was in those neighborhoods. That's where church was held. And it was so uplifting to see all that help and all that manpower out there lifting the heavy logs, the trees, the limbs, and moving them and cleaning up for these tornado victims. It was very it was so nice to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, David was talking to somebody who works in the uh, tree removal industry, and they're just overwhelmed. I mean, look, that's a—I I would say it was lucrative. It's expensive to get trees. I don't know what the margins are because, obviously, you're paying guys, and it's not easy work by any stretch of the imagination, and you've got to have all the heavy equipment to do what it takes to get some of these big trees down. And if you're pulling them off of houses, that's a different kind of process, obviously, than just chopping one down in somebody's yard. But uh, it's going to be a minute, I'm sure. I mean, there's only so many folks that do that for a living, and, and normally you know, you're not going to see this kind of thing. I'm guessing there are probably contractors that do tree removal that are coming in from other markets too. But Got to be. Well, yes, and that's something that uh, I've seen from Tyler, Texas. Uh, uh, they're coming in, and let me tell you something. You're going to get charged a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And it's right on the verge of, of being not right. Be very careful, and I know the Attorney General is watching this very carefully. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I don't know how. To, what's comparative? You know what I mean, Todd? Like, how do I compare what's an appropriate price to what isn't? Mm-hmm. That might be something good to find out. It is, and it's tough to figure out. But you're also paying a premium for for the the response because you know that's what we ended up doing was we had it removed that day. I mean, sometimes you got to wait several days. No, you're going to pay to get moved up on the list. You're going to pay money, mm-hmm. uh, and and I guess that's fair um, if you're going to move up on the list, but. For instance, I know somebody that has uh, five trees down in their backyard and a couple of them on the roof of their house, and they're crisscross, and it's a, it's a complex situation. Five trees, $19,000. That seems like a lot. I don't know. I don't know what the yeah, number should be. Wanna... What's that? I don't know what the number should be, but that seems like a lot. Um, it does, but then you think there's a lot that goes into it because the complexity of the trees mm-hmm. crisscross on the house, the safety issues, the yeah. time spent. I, I, I don't know. That's the thing. I don't have a comparative as to what would be right and what's wrong. That would be I a don't. good story idea. Mm-hmm. Wes, take that to the newsroom today. Mm-hmm. Todd, suggest that as well. I think, again, the more we can do to protect people, because this is uncharted waters for most people, thankfully. They've never had to hire a contractor to rebuild their freaking home that was hit by a tornado. They've never had to have dozens of trees removed from their property. I mean, you know, and then the, the obviously the process, honestly, like the easiest thing is having your car destroyed, like getting a new car. Yeah. That's like the easiest thing because mm-hmm. it happens, unfortunately, all the time with car accidents. But it's just uh, – I wouldn't even imagine. Like I had a friend that had their house got hit. He said, I don't even know where to start. I'm like, I wouldn't have any idea other than calling my insurance agent. I would have no clue what to mm-hmm. do. So, And you have these insurance uh, – another friend of our family, he lost his whole house insurance. The Chester came out and said it's a total loss. So it's a, to- it's, it's a total loss, his house and, and his wife's house. So the insurance won't pay – to have the trees removed from the inside of the house since it's a, it's a total loss. Right. That's what he told me. That's, yeah. that's what he told me. So they won't pay for that. And, and I don't know how all this works. Mm-hmm. That's, and I'm, Well, how can you rebuild if you don't move the trees? Yep. 
They I should, don't understand some of it. They should teach you this stuff in meteorology school, Todd, because those really go hand in hand, don't they? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's meteor track storms and cell insurance, right? Well, not necessarily, but just to have a good idea, like what to do after it all goes down. You know, I mean, it's somebody needs to be an expert on it. It'd be nice to have a go-to resource mm-hmm. for all of these things, and I'm sure there are people who are really good at most of these things. Um, and maybe right. we get a FEMA representative on or something like that. But, uh, yeah, when you start getting into cost and that kind of thing, especially in a pinch where there's a, again, supply and demand issue, uh, I don't know what to do. But I'm praying for folks is that, that making those decisions can be impactful for a long time if you are overpaying for things that you didn't need to. But so here's on the, on the flip side of that, uh, my sister, who's been bearing the heavy burden of this whole thing uh, with my mom's house that got hit, uh, and she's done a remarkable job. Um, insurance agent uh, or adjuster came over on Saturday, and we were telling him about the cost to remove the tree. And he said, "We will do whatever it takes. So do it." And so that's comforting. Yeah, um, you know. So there's there's some very good things still going on out there. Yeah, when you're getting insurance, choose wisely. Hmm. Yes, Todd. Ta- the apartment complex is Calais. Calais, that's it. Thank you for telling me. Thank you. That's the apartment complex, Calais. That's been there a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I didn't realize they got hit. Yes, they did get hit, and mm. that, all, a lot of those apartments there on the southern, uh, south part, Bowman and Napa Valley, that area got hit. There are a lot of KTV reporters who have lived at Calais over the years. I promise you. Yes. So. Yeah, uh, and it was think that you know they they're running into issues of some have renters insurance, some do not have mm. renters insurance. Yeah. And where are they going to go to live? Right. Yep. Yeah, you look around, and it seems like everywhere you go, there's a whole, you know, either an apartment complex going up or there's an apartment complex already there. They're everywhere, but <laughs> there's a lot of need, especially right now. So, anyway, yeah. well, buddy, listen, I appreciate the info, and uh, we'll be watching for the updates and, uh, unfortunately, listening for any uh, concerning noises like sirens, but hopefully not in our area. And hopefully, uh, look, let's hope the northwest and western part of the state are safe, too. Yes. Yeah. Well... Hopefully this will stay out of the area, but yep. then at the same time, it's going to affect somebody. Right, right. You know? So, you know, we're going to be there watching it for everybody. For sure. All right, money. Good work. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate you. See you, Tom.